1: It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
2: This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen.
0: It's wedding season.
3: Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I'm joined in a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. It is indeed wedding season. So you don't usually see those words sharing real estate together.
1: No, you don't. Oh, I yeah. It's wedding season, by the way. Get ready. Oh, it's so much work for Erica right out of the gate. Is it necessary? Just like you and your bros. Let's
3: get together for a raucous (laughs) wedding season. (laughs) Um, There was a movie about that once. Um, (laughs) Welcome to the Friday edition of the Around the NFL podcast. Yes, we're all excited. Chris Westing is getting married (laughs) a week from Sunday. And uh, he's not sleeping right now. And he says there's other reasons why, but he's allowed, West, you're allowed to say, yeah, I got some butterflies, some nervous right. energy in my system that could be contributing to some sleepless nights. Maybe well, a little bit.
4: Honestly, this is one of the benefits of um, getting married at an older point in my life yeah. that I don't really have butterflies i know i'm marrying the right person i know i'm re- marrying her for the right reason so i'm not nervous about that
3: and we're gonna have a very Plus,
4: special lived guest. together
3: for like two years right so that
4: and we went through cancer together so i mean it's
3: all good points uh <laughs> we'll have a very special guest at the end of the show someone that who's prominently connected to the wedding. Oh. That's all I'll the say. The mayor of Tybee? I'll say. It. I'll just <laughs> so say. That's you. definitely not
1: a David. A It's definitely not David Ely. Oh, that's you can not like, necessary. You can cross
3: him oh. off oh, the poor list. Dave.
4: That's not necessary.
3: Dave Ely was so far outside the possibility of being invited that we even forgot about the bit. It just. It doesn't about about
4: being in the, in
1: the wedding party.
4: Yeah. That's yeah. not accurate. If we didn't have like a I'll, strict limit on the capacity of the hall. We could have invited a lot more and he would have been on that. I haven't forgotten
1: about it. I've been living off those winnings when you were talking him up as a best man when I put it down plus three (laughs) hundred, he's not even getting invited to the wedding. (laughs) I've been coasting off those. The wedding is on Sunday
2: and Ely is making Lakeisha fly back on Monday morning at four AM to for her news <laughs> shift. So I don't think she that he does <laughs> well, deserve
3: to I guess be part he of got even. Life. That's a little petty, but he did what he did. And he, you know, ran by it, I'm sure. Uh coming up on today's show, speaking of weddings, marriages uh in the NFL. Marriage prospects for NFL couples uh, will go through uh, the league and talk about some unions and whether they're built to last or are in deep trouble. We'll do some news. Um, but before that one, one other quick bit of housekeeping circling back to Monday show, um, Greg, of course it comes up on the show the the Delaware tapes and we said, Hey, what if we did some type of, you know, crowdfunding um, to, to get that tape on our show. You declined it mm-hmm. as is your right um but then someone on twitter um hit me up this guy jean sebastian and wrote regarding that delaware tape could we give money to a charity organization selected by greg in exchange for the release of the tape so how about something that doesn't line your pockets but helps a good cause like say cancer research Mm. Mm. or whatever greg your thoughts
1: I mean, you're putting me in a tough spot here. I'll think about it. I don't know. I'd rather raise it for some other reason. I mean, why don't we just raise it then if we're doing it out of the goodness of our hearts? Not cancer's not good enough for you? No, I mean, cancer could be it. I'm no. just saying it, it well, has nothing like, to do with the tapes. It, you know, so you want to be a good person. Don't expect something in return. Just do it. Yeah, but we want the tapes, though.
3: So. <laughs> I mean, it's just something to think about. Okay, Greg. something to think about.
5: How big? I'm so hungry. We need your help! We need this. Come on, Greg. We are the future. Will you be my dad?
1: (laughs) So these are your kids pretending to have cancer? I
5: trust you. (laughs) Hey, Doug. We must listen to Delaware. Do it for us. We need your help, Greg. Okay. We love Delaware. We really need to listen to Delaware. (laughs) It's up to you.
4: That really tugs at the old heartstrings.
1: Yeah, it does. I feel bad for all the... Those are kids that need. Right, all the kids who actually have cancer out there.
3: What is this cancer thing? There's no cancer. They're just kids that need help. Enough with the
2: cancer
1: straw, man. This is (laughs) is
2: about the tapes.
1: (laughs) I didn't know Jack was such a fan. Jack... I don't know what you're talking about.
3: <laughs> now, I simply brought up the cancer as one okay, noble cause. Okay, got it, got it. But there's so the many different causes. There's children that need your help, as you just heard. Just something. It's
1: something about. to think about. It it would take it takes a lot to crack my ice cold heart, but mm. those kids may Noted. do it.
3: When would there be a, a fair time to circle back on this? Because we really do want to be fair to you, because it's you know tapping into Maybe part of, of your the past. <laughs> Twenty minutes. End of news.
1: I, yeah, let's let it ride out. Maybe we'll. Everyone will just forget about
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that you're clearly <laughs> uncomfortable over this.
1: I mean, how would you even transfer the tape? Well, who even knows? I got to even. We got to put. I like I that. We're getting
2: that. into technical have questions. Have that's a
1: step. For... I have to even assume I have them, but I think I think I do somewhere. Hmm.
3: <laughs> All right, that's progress in itself, right there. Let's do some news. Say, I like toys.
5: I like. Think...
3: The Seattle Seahawks, it's the end of an era. The team announced Thursday they are terminating the contracts of both Doug Baldwin, their top wide receiver, and Cam Chancellor, the standout safety. Um, this comes after word had leaked out about Doug Baldwin potentially looking to retire. He's undergone three surgeries since the end of the 2018 season, the latest latest one a sports hernia operation that was going to sideline him up to two months um and uh, with Chancellor, it was a neck injury that he didn't play last year. So neither of these is necessarily a surprise, but it is now official that Seattle's moving on. And Greg, uh, both of these guys were central figures in the greatest era of Seahawk history. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And the the Baldwin news, you know,
1: stands out even though we didn't know. For, you know, we knew that there was a chance that he was retiring to see the finality of this, that they're releasing him. And I think the reason is financially uh, he can actually collect, you know, more on insurance. And there, there's kind of reasons to why they're not keeping him on the roster that it's over is one of the biggest stories of the offseason to me. He's 30 years old. I mean, Chancellor, it's just a paperwork thing. We've known he's gone for a while. But Baldwin... He was still their best receiver when he played and when he was finally kind of healthy last year. And to lose him in an offense that already uh, struggled to have consistent receiving talent. Tyler Lockett was great last year, but that's the first season he's ever really stayed healthy and consistent like that throughout the whole season. And then after that.
3: Is their number one guy now?
1: It's just a bunch of question marks. So
4: losing Baldwin, to me, really
1: hurts a, a team that was in the playoffs a year ago.
4: I think he's the best slot receiver of the past five years. Um, over Larry Fitzgerald, over Julian Edelman, over Golden Tate, over Jarvis Landry. Hmm. I think Doug Baldwin's the choice. And he and Cam Chancellor are both also indicative, I think, of that Seahawks, that group, their extraordinary pride, mental toughness, accountability to each other, and the front office's ability to find talent everywhere. There was a period where they were on the show. I remember we we
2: might have even done a midweek Sort of surprise show because the Seahawks were re signing, you know, Richard Sherman, re signing Earl Thomas, and re signing all the drafted talent that they had built in house. And now it's all gone. And you look at the fact that KJ Wright, with the departure of Doug Baldwin, is now their longest tenured Seahawk Mm. on the team. Wow. And this is a team that last year led the league in rushing, not a huge shock under Brian Schottenheimer, but they're a great candidate. I don't know, great's not the right word, but a strong candidate to do it again because you're right. There's just not a lot left. I think they went into the draft, obviously, knowing this was a clear option. That's why
1: you get DK Metcalf. I like David Moore, but there, but there is a lot of question marks, like you said. Well, Baldwin's one of those guys that, you know, kids being born right now into Seahawks families who— uh you know, are going to look back at his numbers and probably and not. The kids un-
3: are on your mind, Greg.
1: I'm just saying, like, yes. <laughs> They're not going to understand what Baldwin meant kind of to them. They're, they'll have their parent because the Seahawks fans, you know, if they love anything, they love to talk about the Seahawks. And and to me, Baldwin is a great Seahawk. Like he, someone I, I read a fan that made the case, he's the second best Seahawk receiver of all time and his stats just sort of don't do, his, do him justice. And he was a guy that if you did, and this was on Twitter, I think Danny Kelly sent it out. Like it, a lot of teams would try zero coverage against them, believing that none of their receivers could really beat one on one, and Baldwin would always beat him deep. I mean, he made a lot of plays down the field for a guy uh, that was known as a slot guy.
3: Rap Sheet reported that Thursday's release is, quote, likely the end of the road for Baldwin solely due to the health issues. So I guess it's not. Completely impossible that he pops up again. He's not an old guy. I think he's 30 years old. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's feeling a lot better next year. Who knows? But yeah. um, as of right now, uh, it looks like he will not be in the picture in the NFL in 2019 and maybe for good. Uh, that is not the only big uh, Seahawks news. However, uh, they added a player uh, this week, Ziggy Ansa, who's found now a new home in Seattle. Uh, he was one of those semi-prominent free agents that had not signed a deal, and now that uh, – Compensatory pick window is closed. He makes the deal with the Seahawks. Uh, base value of nine million could reach up to twelve point seven five million with incentives. Rapsheet sheet reported six million in guarantees. Uh, so you know, good money for a deal that you're signing uh, almost in the middle of May for Ziggy Ansah. He's been beset by health issues during his career. Uh, spent with the Lions, but he's also a guy, Mark, that has a history of an ability to get to the quarterback and make plays when healthy, and Seattle's hoping to get that version of Anza.
2: Yeah, Dan, we were talking the other day that we we are of the group that believes he might secretly be 47 years old because it's, un, it's undetermined how old he actually is. We just don't know. He entered the league with um, gray in his well, hair we, to some degree.
3: Back, back in the day um, when the draft was in New York... Um, and it's a damn shame that um, Dolan ruined that. I think I've shared my feelings on it's that It's worked topic out, here. though, I think. Nice. It has, but I have personal reasons why I wish <laughs> yeah. I should have stayed in New York. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but part of it was, and we would used to travel to the draft and cover all the, the hoopla before, Mark and I a couple times went down to this park uh, down in lower Manhattan where the rookies would be playing with, Greg, the kids.
1: Mm-hmm. Children. Play sixty.
2: Play
3: yes. sixty event.
1: Yeah, they should be outside, not listening to old lousy tapes of
3: <laughs> mid nineties uh, wannabes. You
2: can listen outside.
3: <laughs> and Ziggy Ansah was there, and he looked like an older man then, and he was an uh, incoming rookie class.
2: But it fills a need. I thought he was maybe going to go to the Ravens because they were zoning in, but Seattle
1: and the Bills too. So well, that was Seattle good mo- came in and snatched him. That's good money, and it's one of the reasons why the Frank Clark trade, you know, helped them out. Uh, they're eating a lot of money with Doug Baldwin and Chancellor, by the way. $16 million on the cap for those two guys. But you still saved a little bit by getting ri- by cutting Baldwin. And you saved a lot by not keeping Clark on the on the team. And if you get 500 snaps from Ziggy Ansah, then you're happy. That That's the max. I mean, he hasn't played more than 550, I believe, since 2014, 2015. So even if he is fully healthy, I'm sure they're only going to play him 30, 40 snaps a game. But he's a good – I mean, he's their best – Defensive end now. He had, I
2: wouldn't want to be on a. T- I wouldn't want my
1: team to have Ziggy Ansah as my top guy with nothing, very little. No, expiry. but for this price, it's still great for them because they didn't have anything. Other 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 good options.
3: Uh, he's turning thirty later this month. He had fourteen and a half sacks um, in the two thousand fifteen season. Last year, he just played seven games, two sacks. So yes, he hasn't been able to stay healthy, but it is there's some potential big upside there for the Seahawks. Moving on, the Jaguars, they have an issue. Uh, because Jackson, their uh, linebacker, Telvin Smith, uh, took to his Instagram page uh, on Thursday, dropped a bombshell, announced he is stepping away from football for the 2019 season. In the message sent out to his followers, he wrote, It was said to me from a great coach that in order for the man to be his best, he must get his world in order. At this time, I must take time away from the game and get my world in order. I must give this time back to myself, my family, and my health. I appreciate all the support I will and will not get. I just ask y'all respect my decision to not play football this season. That is a bombshell uh, for a team because Smith is a big part of their day.
4: It's not just their leading tackler. Bobby Wagner, Luke Keekly, and Levante David are the only players in the NFL with more tackles over the last five years. Sort of reminds me of um, – Jason Worlds, Steelers linebacker, mm. who walked away from a big payday a few years ago. Yeah. Anthony Davis, the 49ers right tackle, who applied for reinstatement recently after sitting out a few years. You see more of this now where players are willing to walk away to address whatever is going on with, with their lives instead of playing football for a while.
1: And this one's a mystery. The Jaguars said on Friday at their rookie minicamp that they learned about uh, Talvin Smith. Walking away as the rest of the public did mm. when he posted it on Instagram, and they have not really heard from him, according to reports, all off season about what is his issue. Some people thought it was his contract. He hasn't been really in touch with the team, so it's a mystery. Y- you worry about what it could be, and that's I don't know. You, it's it's an open story to me. Yes, he's he says he's sitting out this season, but it feels like it's not the last we're going to hear of this story. The
2: thing I found odd was, I mean, it's one thing. Who knows what the issue is? But that he was unreachable. That you, they, they tried to, multiple people from yeah. the team, while you're under contract and you're part of the major plans of the defense heading into the season, that they've tried multiple times to reach you and you're unreachable. That tells me it has to do with him potentially more than someone in his orbit, but we don't know. I, to me, you look at him, his 2017 season was dominant. And he was a huge part of that defense. I remember being in London to watch the Jags-Bills game. And, well, it was an assignment. So I guess it's, it's somewhat something of a brag. But when you're in, when you're watching these games in person, we've all seen this. You see stuff that you just wouldn't see otherwise. His speed, man. That guy – and there's a reason that he had the pick sixes that he had and in the interceptions because he used that speed very well. They're going to miss him. I,
1: I uh, realized this, and I should know, going through the projected starters uh, series – on NFL.com this week. NFL.com slash projected starters. How about that? Nice. Um, Just like how loaded this Jaguars defense still is. I mean, this this was when I was still penciling them in to insert Josh Allen there across from Ngakwe and the guys that they have coming off the bench on that team that are so good. And to lose... Uh, Telvin Smith who was such a big part of that and now they have no one to replace him I think they'll probably sign a veteran but right now it's probably Quincy Williams Quinnan Williams' brother who was taken late in the third round and according to Daniel Jeremiah and, and our NFL Network crew was about the most surprising pick that was made in the first three days of the draft by far they were shocked They th- it, that Almost every outlet thought he was an undrafted type of player that was not heavily scouted. The Jaguars saw something special in him, took him in the third round, and he is absolutely the guy who is supposed to be behind Telvin Smith, who was in a contract year because they have a similar skill set. And so asking that guy to start, I don't know, I might be a little if, much.
3: I wonder if the um, the Jets have been lo- looking to unload Darren Lee for a while now. I wonder if that could be a potential match. Um, a player that has that could work. You move Jack because
1: Miles Jack, who's in the middle for the Jaguars, can certainly play on the outside. You move Lee into the middle. Darren Lee is sense. not Telvin Smith,
2: sense. but if you have makes some to, sense,
3: uh, let's move on. The Dolphins. Oh, let's jump into the organic fish tank. The Dolphins have locked up fourth year corner Xavier Howard to a five year, $76.5 million contract, $46 million guarantee. rap sheet reported this week. Uh, Howard, a second-team All-Pro last season. He's the highest-paid player at his position. The Dolphins have been busy this offseason. They traded Ryan Tannehill and Robert Quinn, released uh, Erica's boy Danny Amendola, guard Josh Sitton, defensive end Andre Branch. Uh, You know, that prompted people to say, oh, this team is looking to be as terrible as possible this season and, and build for the future. But they view Howard as a part of that future, obviously.
1: I think it was great timing for him. It feels like a move that ownership, and I'm sure the the front office who's been around when he was drafted, like would push a little harder this offseason almost as a sign to our fans. Like, well, we're not giving up totally. We want to have good young players. Xavier Howard is the example of the type of player that we want to build around. Let's go make him the highest paid cornerback in the league. And like that there was a, a real rush to do that because he was entering a contract where he was only making $1 million this year.
4: Yeah, it looks like he'll be the Stephon Gilmore and Brian Flores' defense. I, I thought Xavier Howard was a legitimate Pro Bowler last year. He's, yeah. got, he's stingy and he has good ball skills. I mean, you can wait till free agency and play a guy like
1: Tremaine Johnson, 35 36 million guaranteed or whatever Johnson got or you could you know have a guy that you know that's in house like Howard and and like when you in this so
2: called rebuild slash organic tank act that they're uh, (laughs) involved in which I think it gives if you're a a fan that's willing to look at things from a different angle like you have to kind of like what they're doing for the first time in a while you don't need to torch everyone like, you, you shouldn't just be get letting go of, of young talent. This is a guy you could build around, and they believe that for the next four
1: or five years. And I think unused cap space is a sneaky mistake that a lot of teams have been making lately, that they leave too much cap space carrying over from one year to the next because you can't use it. You don't really need it. And at some point, it's kind of a resource you're not using. So
3: if this is a good way to spend it right now, spend it. Meanwhile, on the throne of sleaze, the Patriots have solved all their tight end problems. Benjamin Watson is coming out of retirement to sign a deal in New England, Rap Sheep reported. The 38-year-old spent uh, the 2018 season with the Saints on a one-year deal. He announced his retirement in late December, but has changed his mind. The Patriots originally selected Watson as a first-round pick in 2004, played six seasons with the Pats, bounced around the Browns, the Saints, the Ravens, Now back to the Pats, who also have Austin Safarian Jenkins in-house as they look to move from the Rob Gronkowski era.
4: This has to be the oldest quarterback to tight end connection in NFL. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, replacing Breeze (laughs) to Watson last year, I
3: guess. Yeah. It's a nice— 42 uh, to 38. Math. 42, 42, 42, I mean, 80.
4: if Antonio Gates hangs <laughs> on for five more years, maybe Rivers will have a chance. I love it. Like a,
1: a great, you know, a great statesman for the league. Uh, author of one of the great plays in Patriots history that came in a loss when he when he 13 ran 13 years ago, when he ran down Champ Bailey was a I wouldn't say a disappointing first round pick it was the end of no. the first round and he was solid, but he, you know, People were so excited about Ben Watson when he came to the league because he just tested off the charts and seemed smart. And it took a little while. He said he kind of, he didn't really understand the way Bill Belichick was back then, but now kind of understands it and is is down to come back. It's all happening. I mean, it's yeah. it's all
3: great, but like, who's their tight end?
1: Matt LaCosse and Ben Watson. Matt LaCosse got five hundred thousand guaranteed. Savarian Jenkins and Watson would seem to be fighting for one spot. Where I would guess Watson was probably in the lead there. I have a prediction.
3: How's this team going to score points?
2: I t- I'll tell you what tight end winds up on this team by week one because he, in my mind, I'm just realizing this my now, mind. is yeah. the most perfect Patriots type of player. Rock, Seth DeValve. <laughs> <laughs> wow. oh. that's what's going to how are they going to score
1: points they got a great O-line they got backfield they add a first round receiver they're really not that much different you lose Gronk and you add Nikhil Harry which is obviously a major major uh, downgrade but I, don't, otherwise,
2: I, don't think, I don't think they did enough here though they knew Gronk whether by injury or career wise was
1: not going to be around for much longer they did not do enough well, here re- well the maybe they're position. not done Maybe they still got work to do. We've got breaking news. The <laughs> right, Patriots Greg. are still adding players. It's Dontrell Inman.
4: Come on down. They added the wide receiver on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> what a perfect addition this is. He'll catch 17 passes in oh like six of, those, right six of those will be huge in crunch time. <laughs> hey,
3: as long as Josh Gordon has 120 catches for you, you're going to be fine <laughs> He would help. I'm not counting on it, but he would help.
4: Breaking
1: news. Hmm. I mean, it was right as we're talking about it. It's perfect.
3: Finally in the news, Derek Anderson is walking away. The veteran quarterback has informed the Buffalo Bills he is going to retire, the team announced on Thursday. He resigned with the Bills uh, after last season, but informed General Manager Brandon Bean before the draft that he wasn't sure about playing in 2019, and now he has confirmed he has done. I will now throw it to Mark Sessler, a man who has history with Derek Anderson, who is going to offer up a, a unique retrospective.
2: Really, what it is is a top five moments in a very interesting career. Very. The career of, well, interesting okay. I think interesting so. Career. I'm going to keep my mind open. Yeah, let's go you. to it. Number five, September 9th, 2007. Led by wet-behind-the-ears quarterback Charlie Fry, the Browns host the Pittsburgh Steelers in a doomed opener in which Cleveland is shredded 34-7. Fry is replaced midway through the slaughter by gangly, big-armed Derek Anderson. Largely a mystery at that stage after Browns GM Phil Savage swung a trade with the Ravens for the said signal caller. Days later on 9 11, Fry is traded to Seattle for a song. Number four. He was traded on 9 11? Celebra- well, not the celebration, the commemoration of 9
3: Oh, not the yeah. day itself. Not the okay. day itself. It's 2007. that would have been like, How about we shut down business?
2: It's 2007. Okay, okay. First <laughs> the last <laughs> time a week one
3: starter was traded before week two. It really is.
2: Number four, five days later on September 16th, 2007, Anderson makes his first NFL start, lighting up the Bengals for five touchdowns in a bizarre 51-45 win over Cincinnati. Running an Eric Oriel-esque attack, Anderson looks sent from heaven in an offense featuring Jamal Lewis, Josh Cribs, Braylon Edwards, Kellen Winslow, Joe Juravicious, and rookie left tackle... Best Joe the Thomas, first-round quarterback Brady Quinn watches from afar as Anderson becomes a minor god overnight. Number three, fast-forward to December 23rd, 2007. The super frisky Browns are 9-5. and five. All they need is a win over the Bengals in windy Cincinnati to make the playoffs. I am in Dallas with extended family and convince about 12 of my relatives to watch this Browns-Bengals tilt in a massive Dallas sports bar. Over the next three-plus hours, oh, Cleveland no. totally oh, no. sh- the bed as Anderson <laughs> flings four interceptions in a 19 to 14 defeat from hell. The Browns miss the playoffs and never make it again. Number four, that following <laughs> February, just his deal with the devil expires, Derek Anderson is handed a three-year extension by Cleveland. Meanwhile, the Browns, coming off their 10 and 6 record, are given five primetime games in 2008. What could go wrong? <laughs> Literally everything. Anderson is benched midseason for Brady Quinn, and Cleveland nearly sets an NFL record by going 24 quarters without an offensive touchdown. Their output over the last six games of that 4-12 2008 season, six points, six points, nine points, Ten points, zero points, and zero points. One year later, in a right. game for the tru- career. One year later, in a game for the truly lost, Anderson is back in the lineup and beats the Buffalo Bills on October 10- 11th, 2009, by completing two of 10, 17 11? passes for 23 yards with an interception. Once again. Two completions, 23 yards, and an interception. Wait, and they Was won. The Trent Edwards game? Yes. They won. They beat I Trent Edwards. I that game. It's the worst game I've ever seen. 23 yards. But the best Eric Anderson moment of all came one year later in 2010 as the quarterback for the ultra-spiraling Arizona Cardinals. Let's listen in, sports fans. you
3: do remember this.
4: Poor Kent Somers.
2: I'm
0: not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this <laughs> serious. I'm not. Real I'm, serious. I, t- I put my heart and soul into this <laughs> every single week all i'm saying is the camera show i'm just night. telling you right now what i do every single week every single week i put my freaking heart and soul into this i study my
3: off i don't go out there and laugh it's not funny nothing's funny to me i don't want to go out there and get embarrassed on Monday Night football in front of everybody that's yeah. why i'm asking you what, i'm telling you right now we're not we're talking
4: deuce and i are talking what was the context i'm of- done sorry i'm not dealing with him sorry
3: that was Ken summers Ken Summers. Arizona Republic. Who I've always appreciated has said
1: a million times after that that he always feels terrible that that's what people remember Derek Anderson for right. because he said he was one of the best quarterbacks to deal with, uh, was totally professional, like, after, like, within an hour of after that apologetic and was always like a great guy, uh, but just caught him in a moment, you know, that's, that's the tough part of being an athlete. I caught say- him in one of the lowest moments of his career. And, and yeah. Right. I don't mean to make light of that. It is a career moment, no doubt. But I
2: talked to him at that Panther Super Bowl when he was Cam Newton's backup during media night, where you're just like, end this thing. And for like 15 minutes, no yes. one's standing around Derek Anderson. <laughs> we were just talking about old Browns memories. He was like the nicest guy ever. Six, so, round, to your point. six
1: round pick, 13 years, you know, wait, did you mention the Monday Night football game against the undefeated Giants was that what he was he gonna, lit up up 35 he, 14 But that was a during a Browns. very depressing year but that was yeah. an awesome game he lit up an undefeated Giants team that's the I
2: only remember. game during our lifetime With when the Browns. the Browns wore numbers on
4: their helmets when they beat the Giants they never Night. wanted to move on faster <laughs> than this well Kent Somers we should say <laughs> one of the better beat guys in the business
3: he is he was wrong though because if you watch the video on the sideline, he was laughing. He was laughing, but it was one of those, you know, when you're getting your ass kicked and you laugh so you don't cry type chuckles rather than having a good old time. But the you
1: the know? Monday Night Football telecast at the time, I forget who it was, spent a lot of time talking about it too. And so that was like the whole, the whole story.
3: All right. We all good?
1: I think we well we uh, can continue next. Show. I I'll,
3: I know I have to prep that Mark Sanchez retrospect now because that's gonna that's gonna be coming up later. Wait, did uh, you? Later, oh, yeah. I really wanted to uh,
1: include his uh, thirteen and three prediction for the Jets that he did last night on Total Access.
3: Did he? really?
1: A little viral clip. Maybe we can put it after as a little button. It was great. Oh,
3: good for you, Mark. You're gonna be wrong. Uh, Fourteen and two is the correct answer. That's what's happening in the news. Hey, um, did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast?
2: Really? No, well, I mean, we I would like for that to be true of us.
3: Might sound insane, but it's true, and you could do it with a new free app called PodCoin. It literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. Listen to podcasts and earn PodCoin while you listen. Then turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you're a good person, you could even donate that PodCoin to charity. Keeps on coming back, Rick. The more you listen, the more you earn. Download the PodCoin app right now on iPhone or Android and use our code around. You'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. Wow. Get oh some PodCoin. is on
1: his phone right now. Yeah, I'm signing up right I've now. I've been listening to podcasts since like 2005. I wish this was around. I could be rich. So listen to this podcast
3: or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code ROUND to start earning today. It will change the way you listen to podcasts. Well, color me interested.
2: You could also just click play and and have them cycle through multiple podcasts while you're doing other things too. Smart. Passive income.
3: Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> It is now, uh, it is time uh, with the big wedding coming up a week from Sunday to talk about marriage prospects uh, for NFL couples. All right. Go around the horn twice. And again, I'll tease it, a very special guest at the end of the show connected directly to the wedding. Hmm. And it may not be who you think it is. All right. Greg, get us going. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to go with, uh, I don't know what the word is here, but Dirk Cotter and Matt Ryan getting remarried, and it's going to be a great, <laughs> mm. beautiful You know,
3: I have an uncle that did that.
1: Remarriage.
3: You I know, have an uncle who did that, who got married, divorced, they spent some time apart, mm. reunited, got married again. Grass
4: isn't always greener, right? Liz Taylor and Richard Burton.
1: It's like you've tried some other people out. You, if you're Dirk Cutter, you thought you could maybe do a little bit better. You could be a a head coach in the league. If you're the Falcons, you know you've cycled through. You had a a really hot, uh, you know, fling with Kyle Shanahan, but (laughs) for the end of the career, for the end of kind of their football life together, let's get back to something comfortable. Let's get back to something that we know that works, and let's start getting some pieces. Uh, around Matt Ryan that we've talked about on the offensive line that can really install the vision that Dirk Cotter has, which is not just uh, throwing the ball like Kyle Shannon did. Um, he he loves the running game too, so that's not a great point. But we you know that they're a, a power running team that also throws the ball deep, and they've got the players to do it. And Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones and certainly Sanu over the middle, Austin Hooper, it's all there. And this marriage was, was quite productive. People forget how consistent and excellent Matt Ryan was, I think, uh, when Dirk Cotter was there. He was a consistent top 10 quarterback. And it's just familiar. Like, they don't have to like, go through, you know, maybe there's not the crazy early sparks mm-hmm. uh, the second time around, but it, everyone's a little... Or maybe there is. Maybe, yeah, everyone's a little different. You learned some tricks. You learned a few different things since the last You're what
3: to stay away from, what to lean into. You know, what, uh, well, okay. you know what
1: you like about that other person, and you can maximize each other. And just, there's no warming up to this marriage. It's hitting the ground running. I think you nailed it. I'd be a little concerned <laughs> for Matt
3: Ryan, who.
2: Um, at times, if you're Dirk Cutter,
3: is <laughs> I Matt don't think Ryan, Greg's ever spoken more passionately about anything on this show <laughs> than what just happened?
2: <laughs> is Matt Ryan dreaming of Kyle Shanahan though at nights? Oh yeah, the true, no. the true love of his life that walked out on him, so he kind of is reverting back and
4: letting back in someone that walked away from him in Dirk Cutter. Look, that Matt always- Ryan is Dante, and Kyle Shanahan is Beatrice.
1: <laughs> love the one you're with. You're, yeah, you're over our heads with that one, I think.
4: Well, they never really got Explain. together, but he spent the whole rest of his life pining for her. He saw her two times. I mean, I, I think Kyle Shanahan
1: was always someone that they knew was a short-term thing. It was brief and brilliant, but it had a very... It's like
2: a reckless bad boy came into it Matt It had Ryan's a very
1: life. painful end that, that maybe none of, neither one of them has ever totally gotten over. And I think for Matt Ryan to really heal and to be the best that he can be, uh, bring in a little Dirk.
3: And he needs to let go. Yeah, you know let I mean? go of that. Just let go of the past and ex- embrace... I
1: mean, they went 13... I don't know if you guys remember, they went 13-3 and three with Dirk Cutter. They were a pretty good... They were a pretty great team.
3: Um, I like that. All right. Um, I want to talk about John Gruden and Antonio Brown. Uh. So let me just uh, put a a bow on that. So you think that's a built-to-last marriage, doomed for divorce, little touch and go? Sounds like you think. No, I think it's built built to to last. They're gonna, they're gonna. That's why you're so passionate. Uh, John Gruden and Antonio Brown. I'm worried about this one. I don't say I want to stay positive, especially with the wedding coming up. I don't want to talk about divorce. It's an ugly Mm. thing and a terrible thing. Uh, 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 You know that that hurts people. But um, you never, (laughs) children, you, you never marry children. You never marry crazy, and you have fun with crazy. Crazy is great uh, for flings uh, and <laughs> and short-term scenarios, but it's not a long-term thing. Now, all right, counterpoint, because so I know it's already out there. You're calling Antonio Brown crazy? First of all, not nice. I get it. Lighten up, though. John Gruden also may be a little bit crazy, and then you could say, <laughs> oh, fun. crazy and crazy cancel out crazy. Mm. But that's bullshit. That's, that's just more crazy. And uh-huh. and what I think is going to happen here is the first year, this first season, 2019, it'll be okay. There might be a few rumbles on the Richter scale, some signs that maybe um, the honeymoon is over at some point during the season, especially if the season goes in the direction that I think all of us believe it probably will go, which is, you know, not relevant January football. Uh, it will be year two. Where I, I see this marriage potentially dissolving. Uh, and I believe they're moving into a big house in Oakland. I mean, in Las Vegas as well. Yeah. Is that a good place for a, a young married couple to go? No. I think that house <laughs> is going to be a it's house a lot to of add ours. to the
1: relationship, too.
3: I don't think Antonio's going to be at the house a lot, uh, if, you, if you catch my drift. Uh, so I see this as a marriage doomed for failure uh, and one that will lead to a lot of consternation.
4: I like to call this the Sid and Nancy marriage. Mm. Sid Vicious and Nancy yes. Spungen.
3: Now I got you on that, Ref. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. <laughs> it's going to be uh, passionate. I think it's more like Dante and be Violent, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> violent and memorable. A little on the crazy side. Yeah, but maybe not successful.
2: Yeah. Crazy and crazy, by the way, do not cancel each other.
3: Out. As you said, yeah. that's just simply. Some people throw that stuff out that there like, oh, they'll cancel but each But Sid Nancy, out.
1: it's kind of epic. Like, we're still talking about it all these years later. A lot of good content came from that. Maybe a lot of, you know. No doubt maybe about some hi- content. Maybe some big time highs and some great right. content.
2: Yeah.
4: Like <laughs> Bernatroyd and Eloise. <laughs> well, Eloise is, is a faint Isn't she Tristan? <laughs> I don't
5: know.
4: <laughs> all right, Wes, you're up. Okay, so like Sid and Nancy, most of my references come from the 70s and 80s, but let's go back way further. Well, Dante further. and
1: Pete, Beatrice is is back uh, a 14 little bit. We're, we're going back
4: to the 16th century here. <laughs> okay, again. Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn. <laughs> Henry VIII divorced a Spanish princess. Let's call her Joshetta Rosen. <laughs> <Joshua>. Wow <laughs> Abandoned the Catholic church And founded a new state religion Let's call it The air raid offense mm-hmm. mm.
1: I can just see One of Erica's Social videos Like Throwing You know Putting you in These outfits right now mm. Just smell Smart. it Good idea. So
4: Henry the VIII, VIII, VIII. Is, is Kingsbury And Anne Boleyn Is Kyler Murray mm. Unfortunately Their love affair Ended when Henry VIII Had Anne Boleyn Beheaded
1: mm. Yeah That was a tough spot
4: Yeah Hmm. So prospects low. I think that uh, <laughs> I think that Kingsbury's gonna end up falling for someone else in a few years, or be out of the league entirely when in a Chip
1: Kelly-esque Wait a right. right as some as wow. Someone, yeah, yeah. I think you're gonna need to explain the context of it more for us simple Americans.
4: Well, I think. <laughs> Henry VIII was tied... The, British, through, the UK
1: listeners are like, oh, we understand it. Yeah, right, he nice. was tied, tied to a Spanish
4: princess just like Kingsbury was tied to Josh Rosen. Yeah. Something better came along. Yeah. He got rid of the Spanish princess, mm. married Anne Boleyn, who is Kyler Murray, and then he had her beheaded. And mm. I'm not sure if Kingsbury will be, will be around in a few years to have Kyler Murray beheaded.
3: Mm. All right, so here's, here was my only um, criticism of that analogy would be that Kingsbury... The King, when he got sick of the new uh, wife, off with her head, he still had the power. In the Cardinals structure, doesn't Kyler Murray, uh, a.k.a. the new chick, have more power ultimately in that organization than Kingsbury? I don't know. It's a good question. Mm. Number one overall pick. I would assume. Viewed as the future. They. They.
4: I would uh, say. I don't think
1: the GM is necessarily even on board with the fact that they draft. I would say yes. I would say the player has a little more. As long as as more than
4: Sean McVay. Maybe it's the other
1: way around. Off with his head. No. It depends on how good you are. I I think if you're a legit top ten type of. NFL quarterback, then you have more power than the, than the coach. But in that scenario, you would think it all be working out.
4: I expect this to end in tragedy is what I'm saying. Oh, my mm. gosh.
1: Wow! Damn, so I... early to say that. You know,
4: we haven't even seen
1: this guy.
3: Wes, I want you to have positive thoughts about the idea of marriage here. I was a little surprised there and I'm a little nervous now.
4: Well, but... for <laughs> okay, never mind.
3: <laughs> Throw it to Mark. Uh, Mark, you have a happy ending here or It's fair
2: to chime in on that comment by Dan there, Wes, if you wanted to. Uh, I, well, let's see how this goes. I'm not sure I can bring the cheer that you're asking for. Uh, you know, plural marriages are all the rage right now, right? And they seem like a big old carnival ride from a distance, I'm sure. But I see a plural marriage bound to go way wrong. And that, to me, is the love relationship between the Texans offensive line and Deshaun Watson. Okay. A lot of people involved in this relationship. Those big beefy road graders—they care for Deshaun, and they do a nice job when it comes to you know coordinating their one-on-one time, and also their weekly group meetings and dinners where you have to sit down as a group and discuss all the ups and downs and the issues on the table. And there might be occasional jealousies. You know, right guard Zach Fulton is a very <laughs> emotional guy who causes very. some issues. Uh, but I would say overall, these big beefcakes—they they loyally try to do right by their quarterback, but when it comes down to it, I think Deshaun is just going to get hurt by
3: this relationship. Mm. Mm. I hope, yeah, I hope not physically.
2: Well, he took a lot of punishment last year, you know, attempting something similar, and they're going right back into it with a lot of the same faces involved, so.
3: Speaking of Vegas, they took it off the board which of the heroes would bring up plural marriage <laughs> on the show. <laughs>
1: I mean, nope. I, uh, <laughs> I I don't blame you. I mean, this has been when a when an organization struggles to solve the same problem every single year, you just lose you you lose faith. This is kind of if Bill O'Brien in this scenario, I don't know if Bill O'Brien's a matchmaker or or what. Remember
4: when they wouldn't pay Dwayne Brown?
1: But Bill O'Brien's been trying to right. That's a great point. They traded him for a pick that who knows what that pick's done. Uh He's been trying to set up his quarterbacks for a lasting relationship with the offensive line year after year, and they—they they all strike out. You know, it's just a bunch of duds. After a while, you start—you know—trusting their ability to evaluate uh, what's a good match.
3: That pick didn't help turn it to Deshaun Watson, was it? Now it was
1: a—it was a second-round pick. Maybe they did use it to help trade up. Some Texans fans can come at us.
3: Um. Yeah, I think it's very fair to be worried about that, Mark. If I'm a Texans fan. The institution of marriage, which some people have issues with, there's institutional issues in Houston about how to properly protect a quarterback that has taken a beating.
1: Titus Howard, who they took 23rd, and they say they love. I think he might be their right tackle. And, and I if I had to guess, I, I would guess Matt Khalil might be their left tackle. <sighs> I don't know. Matt Khalil. Oh, or you could put up. Titus Howard a left tackle where maybe he's not quite as good and then you have an, an open spot at right tackle. It's like either way, it's,
3: it's trouble. Is Matt Khalil bouncing around in the NFL, getting starting jobs? If he was a, you know, two hundredth overall pick, hmm. is he still like getting these benefit of the doubt jobs just because he was? A, that that's just number a three I think pick? that's a great point. It's just a lack You're of right. resources. I agree too, with but. you. It's a fair
1: you, question. He would not.
3: Um, Greg, give us another one. This is fun.
1: <laughs> this is fun. Uh, well, I'm I'm going to talk about a marriage that's that's been around uh, for a while, and that's Tom Brady, and. Bill Belichick. And I think they've reached a special point in their relationship that they're deep in love, that they've now accomplished so much together that they recognize that whatever happens for the rest of their lives, even if they don't stay together forever, it'll never match up. It'll never replace the relationship that they have so maybe the sparks aren't there and and maybe they're even okay with maybe not an open marriage but like looking around and having other interests and they kind of are off doing their own things and they've reached their heights but it doesn't matter they have a connection between the two of them uh, that will last forever, like they're not even gonna get as emotion if this thing does break up and it has to break up at at some point uh you know whether it 's retirement or some other way, they know especially after this last Super Bowl that they don't don 't sweat it they're they 're each other's forever
3: guy. yeah it 's kind of like how like a um they've what they 've built is an empire mm-hmm. and maybe the marriage is not about you know passion at this point or. Pure love, but they, they're figureheads, and they for the good of the company they have to present stability and stay together, even if they maybe don't have the same. Spark but I think
1: anymore. I think this la the 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 fact that they didn't end on this Jimmy G, 2017. 2007- it got a little rocky there. Seventeen drama with which ended with a nut. There's nothing worse I think for both of them than a Super Bowl loss. Uh, the fact that it didn't end on that, that they came back and they got one more, they scraped out one more that was, you know, Bill had kind of taken a, a back seat, his part of the marriage. You know, he was a lot more supporting uh, Tom. But in this Super Bowl, it was it was kind of all about Bill, and I think that helps the, mm. the two of them recognize each other's uh, brilliance, and it's just going to make however this ends. I really believe that that this last Super Bowl is going to make the ending a little smoother than than it would have. I
2: been. think that, and they that whenever you they rallied as a couple because there's a lot of people, especially when things got rocky around the Jimmy G thing, and that was almost like. There was someone else. Someone had a wandering right. eye there a oh, little yeah. bit. And you kind of come back to home base a little. And they had a lot of people not rooting for them, rooting against them, rooting for the marriage to fail. And they rallied. They look like a good married couple. They both know their mm-hmm. roles. They play them to A-plus levels. And I think it's a very successful. It is the arguably the most successful mm-hmm. marriage in NFL history. I mean, you, know,
3: it, you know what it reminds me of? Remember about 20 years ago um, after Monica Lewinsky? Uh, Bill and Hillary getting off Now that's a one, genuine marriage.
2: Yeah. Bill and off, Hillary. Um, yeah.
3: Marine One on the Great Lawn there. Don't and walking started on this one. <laughs> walking hand in hand. I mean, okay. Together. Yeah. They're doing it for the Empire. That's right. It is more the Empire building
2: than the But it's a, not necessarily a, sheer romance, but between also Bill and Hillary. But also
1: they get older and, and and I suspect there's no one they would rather be hanging out with. It's different. It's mm, different.
3: I disagree with that.
1: Or hang out with. Well, they're, they're still doing it. They've they're, done everything together for so long that right. it would be too weird to shift gears. I mean, point. this might be a little off topic, but I, I heard, you know, Rhea Perlman, who had a great long, I mean, one of the classic Hollywood marriages with Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, still, one of the great short people marriages of all time. Me and Emeka trying to live up to that kind of standard. You're number two. <laughs> right. Uh, and uh, they finally divorced after 30 years. When? This was a few years ago. I'm not sure when. What's that. A few I, years like ago. At
4: the time I saw DeVito walking into a bar in Santa Monica. Yeah. Like been, he owned the place.
1: Might have been five years ago. Might have been a little while ago. But you know what she says? She said, They're, they have a better relationship now. They have kids together. They're better friends now. They talk more now. They have a better relationship now than when they were married. Not just uncoupling. Because it's like... Did, did they recognize that what they meant in each other's lives? It's just like, hey, that's a long time, 30 years, or 20 years for Tom Brady and Bill
3: Belichick. I mean, if we're off topic. I brought it back around. Well,
1: that was on. See, I brought it back. No but,
3: uh, <laughs> no, but I'll take us back off. Danny DeVito, 70 years old, about three and a half feet tall. Uh, not, Taller than that. Not a, uh, you know, not the most fit man, but rich and famous. And like, what you think Danny DeVito? 4'10".
1: That's that
3: That's another level. You think he does well?
2: I think he does very well and has always done very well. You know, he has, you know what I'm
3: saying when I say does well?
1: I think we get it. Like, I
2: he mean, has he's.
1: He, swag. Yeah, right? right? He just has, like, an, an aura about him. Yeah, I'm not saying that's going to open everyone but but he, he's got personality. He's funny. He's, he's got swag. He's going to do better. He's also some, massively rich. Some empty vessels out there.
4: And brilliant. Famous. They'll get it done
1: too on. Uh, I mean, Dan, we Always get, we, we,
2: I think the three of us got it yeah, going. With unlike that Wes's,
1: uh, you know, European references, <laughs> we got that one. Uh, one more. Anybody got one?
4: Sure. <laughs> I can skew positive.
3: Okay, that's good.
4: Well, 16th century wasn't far back enough. So let's go to Cleopatra and Mark Antony arguably (laughs) the most famous couple in history.
1: We all had different interpretations of what this segment meant, but I think they ultimately worked out.
4: (laughs) They are described as brilliant to look upon and to listen to with the power to subjugate everyone. This is going to be Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. Brilliant to look upon and listen to. And they're going to subjugate the entire NFL when they explode with this offense Mm. over the next half decade. This is going to be one of the most successful quarterback to wide receiver marriages we've seen love that and they end up dying together by the way
2: and I feel like if you're Odell you were you did your best you were you had an arranged marriage with Eli Manning and you did the best you could with it there was a couple moments that he helped Eli Manning helped Odell Beckham along the way Odell certainly helped Eli but now he went and found love mm. I think he went and found mm. like someone that he is a perfect fit with and it wasn't
1: what he necessarily even knew he wanted at first but then he got to Cleveland and he realized mm. this is what I want I love that one. It's almost been over, not overlooked, but in all the Browns hype. I mean, the thing I'm most excited about is Baker Mayfield's to me, the best quarterback to enter the league since luck in Russell Wilson in 2012. And that the upside is who knows might be even higher. So, I mean, that's what I'm excited. And to see him have someone alongside him right in year
3: two, like Odell is awesome. What a catch. That's right. Mm. You know? Wow. Does that make Odell Beckham like a trophy wife or is it the other way around? No.
4: I
2: so,
1: think there's a
3: double equi- trophy. Well, they're, le- they're
2: equally powerful, though. It's like, no, a it's like it's situation. like when
1: it's like when, you know, Tom Brady dropped some of the actresses he was with and found Giselle, someone on his level.
4: Yeah, I think that you could say <laughs> Baker Mayfield is the perfect quarterback for Odell Beckham and Odell Beckham is the perfect wide receiver for Baker
3: Mayfield. Now, Jay-Z and Beyonce, another example. But just remember, there's fighting in the elevator. Not Every marriage it? is tough. Fighting a- oh, yeah. is okay. Everything you looks gotta... perfect on paper. There's always going to be challenges. Personalities need to compromise. Oh, oh, speaking of power couples, let's welcome her in right now. Ooh. Yeah, tease it might not be who you think it was going to be. Gotcha. Trick <laughs> move. It is who you thought it was going to be. Lakeisha. <laughs> He's a paramour in the studio. Welcome.
6: Hello, folks. How are you? Good.
3: You look great. You're ready. You look wedding ready. That's what I'm gonna say. The
6: stress is like getting low now.
1: I feel like you've definitely had a higher <laughs> stress level than than Wes throughout this process. That's probably true of most aspects of life. Even his illness, I would say you were more
3: stressed than than he was.
6: <laughs> I don't wow. Not that one though. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: maybe not. Wow. I, definitely. Step too wedding, far.
6: Though definitely. I feel was. like
3: Wes was seriously stressed about life-threatening cancer. <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah. I,
3: <laughs> potentially.
4: I was stressed. <laughs>
3: Um, we just wanted to bring you in because, yeah, you are getting married to one of the members of the show, mm-hmm. the last bachelor.
2: In a surprise, it's you're marrying Dan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Floral marriage, getting it going. Plot twist. Um, so you're, you're feeling good about this?
6: Feeling good. Just need yeah. to order cupcakes. Like, yeah.
3: Cupcake. If you all right, you if you had to put it down time. for your marriage, built to last, doomed for divorce, touch and go. What would be? <laughs> what would you choose?
6: Definitely built to last. <laughs> I mean, had
3: to ask? Stay on point. Some days ago, tough question. Yeah. Um, You would
6: have asked me earlier in the wedding planning. It could have been like (laughs) tough.
1: It is (laughs) a stressful (laughs) process. What was was going on earlier in the wedding planning?
6: Just, it's a lot of work. And I don't think he really realized it at the moment that it's just, it's a lot of stuff that you have to think about. Like flower girl baskets, like food, like all little details, the decorations, like. I think we
4: had different ideas in mind for what the (laughs) wedding would actually be. (laughs) Mine was more like a very casual beach wedding that required very little planning, and Mm, um, mm. that vision did not take hold anyway. He
6: says beach like we're actually getting married on the beach. It's not on the beach it's at a venue so it's like 20
3: feet over the beach
6: so it's not a beach wedding like you still have to get <laughs> cheers and decorations and stuff <laughs> It no, is
3: just one of like waves <laughs> lapping up against our feet
6: everyone in flip flops and
1: t-shirts and it is one of those things you know? and there are others I think in a marriage where ultimately the guy is kind of in the spot where like yeah you're stressing because all of those things that you want mm-hmm. I don't really want or care about those things that much so it's going to be on you to kind of take the lead on that
6: but then sometimes I'll help be like, okay, well, this is how it's going to go. And then it will be like, mm, I don't know about Ooh, this. And okay. then I'm like, are you kidding me?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, That's fair. I want to check a, a few boxes. Just catching up, Lakeisha. Uh, first off, Monday, 3 p.m. at Jag's Barbershop, I got uh, an appointment with Brett, my guy. Her hair? Which puts me squarely in I the six to ten day window. I was thinking
6: about that I was there. I was like, I wonder when you're getting your haircut, yeah. it's going to be in the perfect I, window.
3: My haircut peaks, the gentleman's contour, six to ten days in. <laughs> so yes. I'm lining it up <laughs> yeah. for the wedding and, and the photos, of course. And yeah. while we're here, one of the other topics is uh, if you are okay with Greg's beard and you told him you were, Mm-hmm. If that is actually not the case, you could tell me privately, and then I'll get it to Greg via a back <laughs> channel that doesn't connect you. Whether you want Greg's beard in the wedding photos forever,
6: I like Greg's, Greg's beard. Beard for the pictures.
3: Okay, but Adds I'm just a saying, little, if
6: like, sexy roughness to it, you know.
1: Hey, uh, she's not the, that's the only a one. Man right there. She's not the only one
6: saying this.
3: <laughs> Big time. <laughs> um, <laughs> R.I.P. Um, officially to one of my favorite names, a name that growing up, I didn't know if I'd ever know somebody with this name. And I'm so happy I did meet both the person and the name because it rolls off so beautifully. Lakeisha Jackson. Going to lose it.
2: All right, so you're officially going to take Wesleyan. You know, today, you know, today, it's like it could be Chris Jackson, because anything could happen he in a marriage.
1: No like that. Okay. Oh, you asked. <laughs> it was pitched. <laughs> you
2: asked, though. Well, that's, I
1: had to throw it out that,
4: there. Let's Chris be Jackson. honest. <laughs> not bad. Right? That's the
3: former Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, Chris <laughs> right? Jackson. That would be some Doug Christie stuff if you if you, if you you took Jackson. Though.
4: Well, let's be honest. Lakeisha has been very excited to take on my last name, much more excited than I
3: expected.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Lakeisha Jackson's such a great name. I just want to <laughs> say I, I privately told you this, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to say it publicly. I'm going to miss it.
6: I don't have a middle name, so it just kind of just slides over. Mm.
1: We can so, still—it's your middle name then, and it we can over. still call you Action Jackson. I mean, there's no rule we can't call That's you Action true. Jackson, or you—why well, you don't you don't like that anymore?
4: I can say yeah. confidently that you will be the first LaKeisha Westling yes. in history.
6: I was all—I <laughs> to getting like the Gmail like address to make sure it wasn't taken, and he's like, the Gmail's like, do don't that. don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, and, and finally, there's been a lot of talk in the studio, hashtag first to Graham who is going to be the first of the Around the NFL podcast heroes to post the photo of the heroes in our tuxes, our black tuxes. <laughs> and um, just I one. I wouldn't assume that. I think, that. I, I think it it's going to be Dan. Like
4: yeah,
2: right, I'm assume pretty assume
3: sure that. it's Dan now.
1: I mean, I like you've turned this into that. The real focus here is on the four of us no on doubt. their wedding day. That's what everyone's looking this is, for. These are know all know the wedding is evil. a fun
3: thing. You know, there's a lot of different subplots, and this is just one of them. You think Mark right think now? Mark. Okay, was, we're going to see. I think
2: I Mark's think been on a bad. bit of a hiatus. I, I I think a year ago you would have been you would have been potentially What correct. a way to come. Oh, back. behind
4: the glass is your answer.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, that's I
1: mean, a Eric good is, point. Eric a sneak attack.
6: Because now sneak that attack. you've brought
1: it up, the second the moment you brought it up, I immediately thought, well, I'm not going to now cuz that's just sort of like my personal done. reaction is just like, well, I'm not going to bother now oh, cuz it's yeah. like it's sort of <laughs> out in the ether and just like let someone else do it, you know. And there you go. I think we have our answer though. Yeah.
2: Ricky Yeah,
3: Ricky might be the the perfect person. Um, she's the, thir- stand, she's the thirstiest for the clout, so she's <laughs> going for wow.
6: it. Wow, Greg, you grew a beard so you could look like a man next to the rest of them. Whoa! I mean, it just
1: happened. Oh, <laughs>
6: Honestly.
4: Don't don't bring a knife to a gunfight with Ricky.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't mind. I would. Mean, Tim encouraged it. I would say you maybe were the number one person to encourage to do it. I love it. It
3: know? was all just a system to get in, to that 40 line. Years in.
2: <laughs> We've now spent three plus minutes with Greg's Beard during
3: their wedding <laughs> segment. Um, all right. Let's hear that guitar again. Let's play Lakeisha off. Thanks, uh, Lakeisha. Thank for, for, for everything. For being the woman that you are and making an honest man of Craig, <laughs> <laughs> This hard. construction <laughs> worker to your uh, left.
4: It's, uh, we're not out of the woods yet on the honest man part. I mean, are you, you're you the number one NFL
1: media power couple marriage at this point. I don't even know who's in the mix.
4: Hmm. I mean, I'll Steve and D. Weish are royalty. Oh, I love that. Okay, yeah. that's Indeed. true.
1: They've ha- they have a longevity. Hashtag. But you
3: both work here. So. Yeah, that's true. You guys are maybe the next in line then. I like that. All right, I like Lakeisha. I can't past. wait to see. We're done. St- stick around here, actually. We're just going to say goodbye, anyways.
4: I can't wait to see all of you people on Tybee Island. Oh, this
3: yeah. Is going to be. This is gonna be fun. fun. We're gonna get loose on Ty B. Get loose. And your brother, who's that brother of yours? Nick. Nick. Nick who's talking trash about Cornhole. (laughs) (laughs) Dares to come at the old Zeuser and Greg, who just we just put on a display. Well, that Nick can back it up. I'm not worried. about Why that. am I automatically removed from the? <laughs> that's a good question. We, we
2: were playing each other just weeks ago. I thought I fared well, pretty I, well, and then it's like not even in the discussion. Right? Absurd, I, I'm not absurd. sure how I feel
1: about this either. It's absurd. like It's like okay, okay, Nick, you're going to replace Mark, who's basically never played, with someone <laughs> as good as Wes, and we were like totally even. With Mark. I don't know how confident I
3: really feel in this situation. <laughs> to be honest, I, I just I don't care how the actual two on two goes down. I want Nick. Nick, what, Nick good. was delightfully
4: little hacked off about all this. He did not
3: want to hear the the trash talk on on
4: the podcast. The mind
3: games are beginning. It's not just about physically. It's how can you handle the psychological Mm. uh, warfare when it comes to cornhole.
4: Well, Nick will not shut his mouth the entire day while we're
3: playing cornhole. Bring it. Bring it. All right. Very excited. As you can tell in our voices, we're really pumped. And Ricky's coming too. She's going to be on the gram. It's great. All right. We'll be back on Monday. Right. We'll be back on Monday, and then we'll have another show uh, that will go up early Thursday, and then we are off for the island. Uh, But we'll see you very soon, or hear from us, I should say. Uh, Let's go. This is Dan Hanses signing off. Help it! Oh,
5: I'm so hungry. (laughs) We need your help. We need this. Come on, Greg.
3: (laughs) Come on, buddy. We are in the
5: future. Will you be my dad?
3: Well that's weird.
5: Yeah. <laughs> we need you help, Greg.
1: I'm ready for a third, I Can think. I trust you. So much.
5: Hey, Dad. <laughs> we must listen to Delaware. <laughs> Do it! Keisha's so
1: confused right now. I'm so confused. <laughs> we, we need that? you help,
5: Greg. Is that I'm your eight. kids? We love Delaware. Stop. This is so cute. Oh, it's we both of you? We need to ah, I didn't Delaware.
3: Know. It's
2: up to you. Mm, Luke Colton, right. Jack
6: Harrison. I love it.
3: They are the children that he no, I, I didn't realize. I didn't realize yeah. parks were in there. All right. This is Dan is signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, it's the soon-to-be X action Jackson, the old boss of Ricky Hollywood behind the glass. Till Monday!